Hi, welcome to the Wellbeing Wiz Omnicast episode 21. And today I've got a transatlantic guest. I'm very excited. Her name is Jessie Cole and she is a yoga instructor. She is a Reiki master. She is many, many things. Hi, Jessie. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Bevan. I'm so excited to be here. It's great. We're having a good old chat beforehand about all things American. So we'll move on to that in a bit. But uh, sure, you know what the podcast's all about. I'm an anxiety management coach. I help people get over their anxiety and sort of live a better life. Is it? Um, what, what do you do first? And then we'll start moving on to anxiety after that. I too try to help people have a better life. I found yoga probably... I don't know, 15 years ago. And I was introduced to Reiki about 10 years ago and it changed my life. I actually went to school for biology and I was working as a chemist and I had started dabbling in yoga at that time. But then I moved to Wisconsin and stayed with a friend for about six months. And I had my first Reiki session and my life just totally went sideways. I worked in a lab for another five years, but I became a Reiki master. And I'm like, I'm going to quit my job and be a yoga instructor. And things have just gone exponentially weirder and weirder since then. I've become a lot more spiritual and open-minded and things have really been incredible and magical. Brilliant. I mean, I've, I've dabbled in yoga. Not, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a professional by any stretch and uh, my balance is pretty poor, but uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it when I've done it. And I think it's, it's really a good thing for like, so much mentally the whole mind body connection it helps balance your energy it helps balance your hormones it helps you not have so much stress it can help with the depression anxiety and I used to be stuck in um, depression so that was what led me to it and then once I started meditating I just noticed this whole change in my demeanor and I was like wow this is something I need to implement daily Cool. So, I mean, like say you just suffered from anxiety yourself and, and, and yoga was one of the things that helped you. What, how, how were you sort of affected by, by anxiety? What sort of things did it do to I, you? I would wake up gripped with the anxiety because I'm a really type A personality. Like I'm a real go-getter. I'm very, very driven and I've got things to do. And I would just wake up with my heart racing and I, I was like, oh my gosh. I remember the first time that I had a panic attack. Um, I think I only had it one, but I was a teenager, but I had a kind of bumpy childhood. And then my teenagers were pretty terrible. So I had an anxiety attack and I thought I was having a heart attack. And, you know, I didn't know. So I ended up calling this hotline and they're like, they walked me through and I'm like, oh good, I'm not dying. But yeah, it's, it's been a problem for me, but I haven't really struggled with it for, I don't know, three years. I've finally gotten things managed a lot better. That's good. I mean, yeah. I mean, having that, that first panic attack for me was just like the very worst thing. I thought I was going crazy. I thought I was yeah. going all these kind of things. And when people don't know what it is, when you first don't know what it is, it's literally terrifying. It is. Yeah, you, you can't even function. And I just, the whole reason I started my YouTube channel is I just want to help people realize that you don't have to live like that. I mean, there's a way out. Oh, that's you to take care of yourself. exactly why I'm here as well. And it's it, yeah. nice to have someone with a similar thing. But it's, yeah, you want to share that, <clears throat> excuse me, that knowledge that you don't have to, you don't have to think this way. You don't have to feel this way. It doesn't yeah. have to It's like... so wonderful once you realize that you can change. <laughs> Absolutely. So what, what was the thing that, that enabled you to change particularly? Was it yoga? I was sick and tired of suffering. I, I suffered so much. I felt like I had really, really deep, 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 dark days. And I, I was sick of it. And 
I still have ups and downs, but they're much more manageable. I don't get stuck in it anymore. I don't get stuck in the story. And I've done so much healing work. I've tried all kinds of different things. I've been to like a shaman. I've done Reiki. I've done body work. I've done um, even energy medicine. I just got into the emotion code. So, I mean, be really open-minded when it comes to your healing work on the like whole mind, body, spirit complex. We're more than just our bodies. That's that. And that's huge. Actually, when you think about it, it's, and, and I kind of preach quite a lot, you know, things like exercise, things like moving and after, if you don't do all these things, you're not feeding all the different parts of your body that needs feeding. Like, you know, yeah, yes, exercise the balance needs to be there. <coughs> Excuse me. I've got a right cough today. <coughs> Excuse me. So what's, would you say would you say that your your practice in particular yoga and, and meditation and that sort of thing how does that help anxiety in general is there certain parts of it that would help meditation puts you into a different brain wave um it takes you to the theta brain wave i think um it's really really important to do it daily even if it's only for 10 or 15 minutes to start off start off with one minute start off with five minutes and just try to sit comfortably. There's, it's not, I want to demystify it. Like all you have to do is sit in a chair, sit on a couch, check in with your body, check in with your breath, breathe into your belly, start by breathing in through your nose and out through your nose, breathing into your stomach and just observe your breath. Let your breath anchor you into the present moment. And do it when you're waiting in line at a store, do it while you're driving, do it when you're about to lose your shit because you want to, you want to implement this practice so that when you are in a stressful situation, you can kind of step back and say, oh, okay, maybe I'm reacting poorly. So that's, and do you know what, demystifying it is the big thing. I, I always said, oh, you know what, meditation would be brilliant for me to like get over anxiety. Or that. But then you start reading about it and you think, oh, I'm never going to be able to do this. Clear your yeah. mind. Yeah, you're weird. <laughs> I have a long enough beard or a long enough hair. I don't sit on a mountain. There's no way I can do this. And well, and even with yoga, I mean, I've been practicing yoga for 15 years and I can't even get into the splits. I've been trying to get into the splits for a year and I own a, I have a yoga YouTube channel and <laughs> I couldn't even touch my toes when I started. And finally, like I got so frustrated trying to get into the splits, not quite getting there. I'm like, you know what? We're going to move on.com <laughs> for right now. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it's that, it's that, always look at the people go, oh, that the, the, everyone's an expert apart, when you start something everyone's an expert apart from you everyone yeah. knows better than you and then that demystifying meditation like just concentrate on your breath concentrate on this it's like simple it really is quite simple it really and is this is why they give you a mantra so you've got something to bring you back to and focus to or whatever yeah the hardest part is controlling your mind i mean i used to try and control everybody else now all i do is try and control myself because if you spend like even five minutes meditating you're like oh my gosh my mind they call it monkey mind because your mind just yap yap yaps like a dog it doesn't shut up uh -huh. And I mean, I feel like men are better, like men have a nothing box from uh, what, what I understand. Like men are so much better at quieting their minds than women. Like women, um, I, from what I understand, I could be wrong. The brain is divided into two hemispheres and women can do both sides at the same time. So if men are processing emotions, then their logic, like it's either logic or emotion and women are processing logic and emotion at the same time. Wow. I didn't know that. It's a good so, thing. I'm not a woman because mine was bad enough. Cut it off. <laughs> wow. And do you know what? And there, there's me. I was unable to, I must've had some sort of miswiring then because I could never shut it off. I had the, uh, 
I had the constant, the whirling thoughts, the constant nagging. And, but it was not until I discovered that thought led to emotion. Yeah. Which That's I just powerful. thought, yeah, I just thought they were one and the same. And the other big realization was I wasn't my thoughts, you know, it, yeah. It, that was what used to kill me was the the constant chatter, like you say, that monkey brain going on and on in my own voice. So it must be me. So I must be down yeah. to myself. I must be hating what I did X, Y, and Z. And it was, it was that that drove me to the edge, I think. Yeah, I think I read a book probably 10, 12 years ago about thought forms. And that was a catalyst for me because I had really negative self-talk because you, you only know what you learn from your parents and your parents only know what they learned from their parents. And a lot of our family situations are pretty toxic. So I had really negative thought forms. I had negative thought patterns. I had super low self-esteem. I didn't believe in myself. I thought I was worthless. I had a bunch of shame and, you know, all that stuff was just fueling this terrible, terrible pattern. And um, of course that led to anxiety and of course it led to depression. So um, it's that it's that realizing that you know what a thought's like a cloud in the sky it can pass you can choose to think about yeah. it not to choice is another big thing that I learned that stopped my anxiety and what I try and teach a lot of people I work with is you have a choice every day when you get yeah. out every and, moment every it, thought you say, it's not just every day it's it's every millisecond of every day you can choose yeah. to pay attention not pay attention it's and that was what moved me on and it sounds like it what moved you on as well you know you learned that it's that, you know, yeah, you can choose to listen to your voice or you can choose not to. You can choose to say something different. And you yeah, can choose and, to suffer or you can choose to be happy about things. Absolutely. And it sounds a lot of people I've spoken to, the, it's almost like a, a spiritual practice of sorts, whether it's meditation or it's yoga or it's it's whatever, has then led them into further learning. Yes. About how the brain works, then opens the door to understanding your own anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's brilliant. I love it. The more people should just read more. That's my, that's my one, one lesson. Yes. It's sad that we live in an illiterate society. It really <laughs> is. So, I mean, in your, in your work, I mean, you obviously come across people who are stressed and who are, uh, are probably anxious as well. How, how do you help them with, with yoga and things like that to get, to get out of it? What's, what's your sort of secret source to help people make, make people feel better? I just guide them into proper poses because you can injure yourself if you don't do the poses right. So I try to be pretty um, mindful of coaching and cueing up the poses well. And I do a guided meditation at the end and it varies. I mean, I'll do them on change and fear and suffering and um, letting go of anger and and it's, it's by example. It's a fantastic YouTube channel. What we'll do is we'll make sure we, we let people know where it is in, in the show notes, but we'll tell them about it at the end as well. But I've certainly I've certainly been on there and, and watched a few videos and had a little crack at it. So Yay! I, I'm like a baby giraffe, but it's <laughs> 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 to be honest, I should probably video me doing it and send it to you to put it on your channel because it is worth watching. It's quite funny. I would totally do that. <laughs> do. And I could link you up in the comments too. <laughs> Definitely. And um, is there a common myth about all things yoga that you'd like to sort of dispel and, and, and tell people it's not true. Is there like a, uh, yeah, anybody can do yoga. You don't have to be super flexible. You don't have to be a woman. It's not a religion. Um, it, a religion. That's an interesting. Yoga. People say that to you. 
Yeah, yeah, it's one of the common myths. I actually have a yoga myth video on my channel. Oh, I should have watched that. Um, it, it doesn't. It's not boring. Like you can do fast yoga. You can do invigorating yoga. I got into yoga because I don't really like to exercise that much. Like the people that go to high power cardio classes, good for them. Yeah, well but done, you guys. But for me. I, I'd rather die. <laughs> I I've mean, just, like, I I just I made an investment in a pair of roller skates. That, well, not roller skates, inline skates for my birthday to get fit. Now, this could be the craziest decision ever made. Good luck to you. Yeah, good. And I, hopefully I've got good insurance and the National yeah. Health Service is not oversubscribed. It could be fine. I mean, I've actually learned to love exercising because you feel good after you do it. And, you know, it can be fun. Like, I enjoy roller skating and stuff like that. But, you know, going to, like, a high-power workout class, it was like, no. I mean, I run, like, I think it takes me 12 minutes to run a mile. <laughs> so. this, did it say that the hardest part of running is putting your trainers on at the start, putting your running shoes yeah. Because it is so, the motivation part of it. It's like, oh, it's raining out and I can't be bothered and it's too far. And all these uh, people say that's the hardest part of the run is, is sticking your training shoes on at the start. So it, it, with, with the yoga then, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I still can't get over this thing but people think it was a religion. I like, it's really, it's really. Because you change, you become more spiritual and more open-minded. And a lot of people are just stuck in this reality. And I mean, I've always been incredibly open-minded and I mean, I feel like people think it's religion because you start to believe in energy and you start mm -hmm. to believe that we're not just this body, you're energetic beings, you're connected with God. You are, you're just like, uh, I, I explain it to my kids, like God is a bonfire, but we're little candles that come off of the bonfire. And my stepson was like, that's the best description I've ever had of God. And I mean, he's not spiritual at all. Like he's. <laughs> I love that. I tell you what, I always, whenever I'm doing these podcasts, I always think, oh, that, that's the clip I'm going to use. I think I've just found yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. That's brilliant. I try to make things easy for people to understand because a lot of the concepts that I chase, that I learn about, that I listen to, like they're big concepts. Mm -hmm. So I feel like one thing that I'm here to do is to try and make things easy easier for people to digest it and make it easier for them to awaken and start their spiritual journey. Brilliant. And so I was going to say before, I think about yoga, yoga for anxiety then is, is it a, a, the exercise part you're creating that kind of serotonin from exercise and all that? Is there anything else I'm, I'm missing to make really obvious? Okay. So yoga for anxiety, you would want to do like a slower class. And for, if you're feeling anxious, you want to do a lot of forward folds you want to do a lot of gentle poses and really focus on your breathing because that's where it's at is in the forward folds and just do an easier, slower class. Okay. That's good. That's good for people to know who listen to, you know, pop onto your channel, yeah. the right one, you know, so lots of forward folds and a slower class. Sounds like I know what I'm on about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like expert, everybody just do lots of forward folds and have a slower class. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this this chosen career that you've chosen, are they, are they sort of, can you name sort of three people who have sort of helped with your development who you'd say, yeah, yeah, these people I want to give a shout out to because they've made me who I am? Yes. Okay. One of my best friends, Sophia Benedict, she's on Instagram. I am Manifestation Mama. She actually held my hand to start my YouTube channel. Like she came over, she helped me pick out uh, camcorders. She helped me with the lighting. I was completely inept when it came to all of the things that had to do with 
media and getting online. Like I had a website and she looked at it. She's like, this website is crap. You should come to Bluehost and I will help you with that. And I'm like, okay. And I'd write her a check and she's like, I'm your friend. You don't have to pay me. I'm like, but you've done so much for me. (laughs) I've had a similar experience at like, the lady, the lady helps me with my Instagram and my branding. And I took one look at my website. She went, did you make this? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I thought it was good. I was really proud of it at the time. <laughs> now I'm not. <laughs> took me three months. <laughs> right? Yes. So, so, so Fierce, what, what was she again? I am manifesting. I am manifestation mama. Oh. A lot of people who listen that would like to get, if she does that kind of thing on there, everyone would like to get into that. She is getting into human design. She is a life coach. She does um, NLP. She just got certified in that. And she does breath work. I've done some breath work sessions with her. Those are powerful. You release a lot of garbage then. Wow, we might have to get her on the on the show, actually. I might have to try and get in touch with her after this. That'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. I can link you guys up. She's incredible. Really? I'll tell you what, we're matchmaking live across the Atlantic right here. <laughs> so, and so who, who's another person that you would say sort of guided your... Um, probably... I, I've got to give a shout out to actualize.org. It's on YouTube. It's this guy named Leo Guerra and he is incredible. He talks about really deep topics and he really made me think about things a lot differently. I've plugged into him for the last couple of years and, you know, I don't know him personally, but I feel like it has really helped me expand my awareness and my consciousness. Right. Is that YouTube actualize.org, did you say? Mm-hmm. Cool. Right. I'll, I'll, again, another one I have to have a look at. Yeah. And yeah, probably the third would be my son. I feel okay. like he is a mirror for me for all the ways that I want to be and don't want to be because your kids sure do show you your flaws. Oh, they? my word. You see, <laughs> you see all your worst traits coming out in them. And then you see, I in particular see my dad's worst traits coming out in me when I'm talking to him. And then I think, oh, my God. It's like this horrible three mirror thing where I'm like, I've become my dad's, he's become me. He's been actually, you know, he's become my annoying younger brother. And <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's funny how you, it, it, your children can, they almost know every single little secret button to press to get you to amble, but they also know every single little button to press to make you love them unconditionally at the same time. Yeah. Well, and I feel like my son is so much like me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to be a rough ride with this one. (laughs) If he's anything like me. And your parents are like, ha, you see? (laughs) Exactly. You just see the glint of my mom and dad's eye when they come over and go, yeah, yeah, you've got it all coming. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. I've apologized to my mom so many times. Oh, me too. I've got I've got a teenage boy now. I'm like, crikey, mom, was I like this? And she was like. but uh yeah so so i mean i'm a big reader i don't know about you i i love to read about in fact we were talking about books before before we started uh, recording is there one book that you would suggest to to the listeners or the the watchers that they should get hold of and read the power of now by eckhart tolle ha that's the second second and what do you particularly like about that book what's what's Well, I would recommend reading it slowly, but it's all about being in the present moment. It's all about mindfulness. And what I liked about it is he touches on the pain body, which I didn't even know existed. So the pain body is what hurt you as a child. Your pain body is this monster within you that lies dormant. 
and it'll get triggered by a word or a phrase or something that hurt you very deeply as a child. And then all of a sudden, before you realize that you're really sad, you're really anxious, you're really angry, it comes out in some terrible way and you're overreacting and treating the people around you horribly. And it's not the same cues and triggers for everybody. It is all, you know, geared towards your pain. So I, when I learned about that, I'm like, no wonder I'm so sad. My pain body is sadness. Okay. Well, how do I overcome that? But it really helped me with, um, you know, the whole spiritual journey I'm on. It's just a brilliant book. And especially for people who, I read it very early on in my sort of change, I think my change from being anxious to to managing it, if you like. Yeah. It's not really like, the biggest problem with me was I wasn't in the moment. I was never in the now. No. What if? The next week, the next month, the next... I always describe it like... Um, you see the movie Final Destination where they're supposed to die in a plane crash and they don't, and then each character's killed off by a series of unfortunate incidents. My brain was like, that. If I if do you're that, anxious, it's forward thinking. If you're sad, it's backwards thinking. Exactly. I was like, if I do that, this will happen, then this will happen, this will happen. And all yeah. these 10% chances will add up, and then I'll be in a ball of flames by the end of the week. <laughs> right. It sounds funny now, but... Yeah, I wasn't living in the now. And like you say, no, most right. of it learns. It's it's so hard to it, it's so easy to do when you and you start to appreciate so many more things when Yeah. And that was my big realize. I read that book and I spoke to my wife and I get quite emotional about it now. I just burst into tears. I'm like, I've wasted yeah. so much time. Years. Years. And I've wasted it. I've yeah. wasted worrying about stuff that's never gonna happen or that right. I can control or that isn't happening. You know, I've been on beautiful holidays and seen beautiful countries and I've been away thinking about something else while the most beautiful things have been in front of me. And And once you start becoming aware of it, you know, like for a while when I was going through transition, I'd be out and I would notice that I was starting to spiral and things were getting out of control. And I'm like, well, I'm out in nature, but I'm ruining it. (laughs) So I think that's a really good step. You know, you're like, I can't stop thinking about this. And awareness is key to start to realize that you're, you keep ruminating on things. You keep going back and worrying that thought or worrying that idea or worrying that conversation. Absolutely. And you can start asking yourself questions like, is it true? Are you sure it's true? And that's powerful too, because, you know, if you have a difficult situation, I feel like all of our relationships are mirrors. Like if you Um, for instance, I have struggled with my sister since my father passed away. Like we fought a lot because my dad was like the, the linchpin in our family, which once he was gone, like a a lot of our insecurities came out and we started arguing constantly. And I was like, what is it? What, what is going on here? Well, I, I feel like it was like a mirror of how I don't, how I didn't love myself Mm -hmm. and you know, your family sure can bring out the best and the worst in you. But once I started loving myself more and seeing the, the good aspects of her, our relationship really improved and she struggles with the anxiety too. So I can't wait to work on her more. (laughs) (laughs) I've done some Reiki on her and she said that she's never felt more relaxed so <laughs> no I I've, I've had Reiki just the once and I really enjoyed it I I, I felt so much better after it and yeah and then, and then I didn't sort of carry and I kind of wish I had because it really got rid of all my, a lot of anxious thoughts very quickly and then yeah. I was but it is it's that relaxed state that you're not in well, it clears up your energetic body. Like you've got seven chakras in your body and it helps clear out the emotional baggage because if you're living in fear, anxiety, or worry, or sadness, then you're stuck in your lower three emotions 
and it causes blockages. You're not able to access the higher energetic systems. So instead of drawing from universal life force energy, you're drawing from your own energy and it makes you tired. Oh, that was the big thing. It's like when and everyone I talk to is anxious, all my clients and, and especially from my own personal experience, I was exhausted the whole time. Like, yeah, like you've been to the well too many times and you've got nothing left and you, you just can't kind get of, from an empty cup. Exactly. You're just exhausted. And it's because I think you're, you're running a marathon in your head 24 hours a day. You know, you're yeah. running around in circles, exhausting yourself through worry. And also you're on that kind of, I always describe it as like a scale from, not, you know, not to 100. You're on that sort of 90% ready to pop the whole time. Right. And, you, you know, you're on the edge and it's the, the fear of the fear keeps you on the edge. And you're expecting another attack of fear. You're expecting another attack of panic. And it's just Aww. that exhausting kind of hamster wheel, if you like, of, of, of fear. And, yeah, that's one thing that every client I've spoken to is like, you know what, I just want to sleep nicely. I just want to not be thinking about something, you yeah. know. Yeah. Reiki would be good for that. Like you say, getting that, you end up not getting the energy from yourself then. You're not tiring yourself out. Right. I'll get some more, I think. <laughs> <laughs> is there is the sort of one thing you do every day that you would suggest would be good for us? Meditate. Oh, straight in. I do not miss a meditation. I don't care if it's my birthday, if it's Christmas, if it's a holiday, if I'm sick, if somebody died, I meditate really? daily. So yeah. And is that for just staying within yourself and, and keeping in the moment? And Yep. And I'm a terrible meditator. Like I, I really am. I, I like, you can find a spot where it's really quiet in your head and it'll last for like 30 seconds. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I made it. I'm meditating. And in that moment, like you're it's like, yes, I'm really not that good at it. And I've been doing it consistently for like, you know, five years and I've been doing it daily probably for about a year, but, um, yeah, you don't have to be good at it. Like the, the goal of meditation is to just check in with your body and you start to realize that sometimes, even if you have anxiety in your belly, sometimes it's not anxiety. Like sometimes it's excitement. Sometimes your body's just trying to give you feedback. Sometimes, uh, you know, it's just body awareness because most of us are so out of touch with our bodies. And if you don't know your own body, then how are you going to be able to move through the world efficiently? That's it. And you miss, you could be misinterpreting. That is a word for an English man to be honest. Yeah, most of us are misinterpreting all the things. All the signs, the sensations. It, yeah. One thing about excitement is one of my biggest things that I say to clients. It's like you and I are in a queue for a roller coaster. We're having the same feeling sensation you're labeling it i'm scared of this roller coaster i'm labeling it i'm excited for the roller coaster yeah exactly that funny butterfly in our stomach i've got sweaty palms we're like a little bit we both have it they're almost twins and, yeah and they are excitement. You're absolutely right. and this is an analogy i use all the time i'm like you know imagine queuing for a roller coaster with a twin of yours and you're both feeling differently about it right but, yeah but yeah checking in every day with your body and being what's the word yeah present almost meditating makes you present makes you in the moment all the things that I'd encourage people who were anxious to do. So that's, that's perfect. Yeah. Now I don't it's, know if you know, but I am obsessed with time travel. I, I did a course on time travel of I love how, it. how to change your past and how to re how to create your future through thought. So if I could make my time machine, like I do weekly in my courses and I could send you back to meet 20 year old you, what would you say? To, what would be a bit of advice for 20 year old Jesse? I'd tell her it's going to be all right. <laughs> do you know <laughs> that would be a, I, i'd love that 
me to like bold me to turn up to hairy me back in a day and say, Bevan, it's all gonna be all right, mate. You'll get through it. You're gonna figure it out. And and then you're not, I suppose then you're also you're not you're not messing with the timeline either. You're not giving them too much information. Right. Yeah. You're just gonna tell them it's okay. Because I wouldn't change anything. Like I, I used to want to change things, but now I realize that all of that pain and suffering caused me to be who I am today. That's what cracks you open and makes you transform from the caterpillar to the butterfly. There you go again with another quote. From the, I'll tell you what, you're rolling out these quotes today. That's beautiful. But yeah, it's, it's true. It's like without being anxious in the first place, I wouldn't now be helping all these people and doing a job I love doing. Yeah, it, same. It's almost without it, you wouldn't, you had to have it. It was like part of the recipe, part of the. Yeah, thought. you're absolutely right. And so, yeah, I, I would have gone during my most anxious times, I'd have gone back to myself and said, oh, you know, don't do this, don't do that. But now, you're right. I probably wouldn't. I'd just say, look, you know, go for the journey. Do, you know, do, do the journey. Yeah. See how it Good luck. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be a roller coaster. Don't have that extra pint on the 29th of December. <laughs> you get sick. But apart from that, carry on, crack on. Okay, so I mean, it's been lovely to have you on, and I, I've got two more questions for you, and these are my favourite two because they're the most fun and the most interesting. What's the one question you would have liked me to ask you that I didn't? Um, what is the spiritual journey? What is the spiritual journey? So what is, <laughs> I always do that, I always pop up and ask the question. Okay, so you can start off, by, you start off with the dark night of the soul. So that can last for a day or years where you just feel lost and confused and like everything is terrible. And then you start going through an awakening process where you realize that there's more to life than what you see and hear and feel and taste and touch. And then you realize that we are all little candles off of the big bonfire of God and that there's so much more to life than what you see in front of you and that we're all connected and that we're all on this magical journey if we just allow it. Like coincidences help lead you to where you're going. Like if you, you know, see, hear a song that resonates with you or if you keep running into the same person, you're on the right path. You're on your way. <laughs> I should have definitely asked that question because the answer was amazing. <laughs> I'm see, I can see why he wants me to ask. I, I love that. That's that's canned it up in like one lovely little soundbite. That's just brilliant. Oh, great! I love that. That's great. I like I like the idea of this this dark, yeah, dark dark night of the soul that could last ages. I suppose it could last years. I guess it can. And you know, you'll like bring your head up above water. But a lot of times, what you're doing is you're you're sending rockets of the rockets of desire up I, i'm a big fan of abraham hicks and they're pretty incredible but like you're you're putting fodder in for your transfer transformation as soon as you realize that there's something that you don't want you are asking powerfully for what you do want mm-hmm. once you realize what you don't want and all you have to do is figure out how to get out of your own way <laughs> that's crucial <laughs> uh, to be honest that's probably the hardest thing it is it's like you know your natural feeling is oh, i don't want to feel anxious anymore i hate it it's horrible yeah happened to me. or you know ruminating i was so stuck and i'm not good enough and everybody's better than me and low oh, look they're a much better yoga instructor of course they're gonna follow her like she can go into the split <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not you're not looking at what what, so. what you've got over over what they've got and yeah it's that kind of i mean it's, it's natural and it's but it 
there's, there's, there's enough people to watch YouTube out there that will come and watch you as there is enough. And it's understanding that you've got your own thing. You've got your own niche. You've got your own skills. You've got your own talent. Yeah, for sure. You're going to attract your own tribe. And there's going to be people who don't like the exit, the yoga ticker over there who can do the splits because she can do the splits. Maybe, you know, right. <laughs> it could well be, the, could well be jealousy, split, split envy. So to speak. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah and it's it's like you say getting out of your own way and, and realizing that you've got stuff to offer the world and you know it, it's that I, I think it takes it took me probably to the age of 40 even to realize that you know I, I could I was allowed to dislike things and that was fine and people were allowed to dislike me and that was fine when you were 40, you realized that? Oh, God, yeah. It took me such a what long time. What is the best age? Oh, it is. I, I feel like you really quit hearing. You know, you're like, whatever. It's fine. It's like, like you hit well. 40, you're like, right, I've got an opinion now, and I'm old enough to have it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it. <laughs> and I'm going to spread this bloody opinion everywhere, and you're all going to listen. <laughs> you don't like it? Great. You know what? That's on yours. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it I think I got to 14 I was like I made that realization that hang on a bit there's two sets of rules here I'm allowed to dislike other people and other things but no one's right. allowed to dislike me at all because I get devastated by that right and I was like well, hang on a minute that's that's nonsense like why should I care like that person well, that it's, it's, a natural, I don't like them. it's a natural thing to want to be liked and accepted because like we would rather be wrong then be excluded like they did experiments I just read a book about it it was so fascinating I think it was called um atomic habits maybe oh, about a book. but they did an experiment and they found that like if uh, somebody that you liked like if you're in a group of people and they started lying about something like simple things you know uh, finally you would just start to go along with the crowd because you want to be accepted and you want to be liked and like whenever um, something like that happens, it's ego death, like a part of your ego dies and you want to stay the same. Like that's mm -hmm. why it's so painful to change and why you keep backsliding because every time that you change, a part of yourself dies, a part of your ego dies. And that's why we want to maintain homeostasis and that's why change is so painful. Oh, again, great stuff. And it's, <laughs> it's, that, it's that need to be part of a tribe that's very much centered in our old kind of like yeah brain if you like cave people brain it's that kind of oh you know if i if i'm not in a tribe then i'm vulnerable if i'm not you know, safe i mean you know. think about what would happen if you're excommunicated from the tribe like even 500 years ago oh, you'd, you'd you'd die. this is why people like you say in atomic habits why i think it was were they like sort of being cruel to or suggesting they'd be cruel to kittens or, there was some weird kind of really extreme kind of yeah in the book and it was like this one guy was planted in there and to say something quite extreme. Yeah. People were like, oh, no, no. And then they all started slide siding over to this. Yeah. It's crazy. Just to sort of not be excused. It was, it was a fascinating book. That is a good book, actually, Atomic. It is. And it's lovely the way they describe the, I think it's the British cycling team, how they're making these tiny gains yep. to improve over time. And uh -huh. The best analogy. I would highly recommend that book. It it really helps. Oh, good. There's the analogy about the aeroplane. Like if you set off from here to New York and you change the thing by one degree, the, the heading by one degree, you don't uh -huh. know when you take off. But when you get to New York, you're like miles off target because right. a tiny change and that length of time that proves that, you know, a change can happen if you do it. Yeah. Really, really cool book. I would suggest that, that one. When I interview myself, which I did today for a, a podcast, I'll, I'll mention. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Now, the next question is the fun one. It, it's the one that the previous guest asked the next guest. So um, last week we had Joanne Ripley on, who's a moon manifestation coach, very spiritual. Um, and she appeared from space. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the next question was, do you have a sort of a daily spiritual practice? Do you have a spiritual practice? And I think you've already answered it. Yes. So I start off, I wake up and I pet my cat for like 15 minutes because he stalks me and I, I adore cats. And then I get some coffee and then I drink a cup of coffee and then I meditate and then I do some yoga and then I tune into some uplifting something on YouTube. What I have following all kinds of spiritual people on YouTube. So, so you've got almost like a whole spiritual menu before you start your day, really. I have to, it, it keeps me level because I realize that if I don't do all that stuff, I suffer and I'm quite done with that. So <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I follow it with skip the cat mix? I'm allergic to cats. It would start oh, my day off very badly. So a dog. I've, I've got a dog. dog. Yeah. And your profile picture. Binky the wonder, Binky the wonder dog. I'm not allergic to her. So I'll give her a cuddle in the morning. Oh. <laughs> and I also practice mindfulness throughout the day. That's something that I highly recommend to people. Just step back and check in with yourself at little points in the day, like when you're standing in line, when you're driving in your car, just be aware of what's going on with your body, what your thought process is, how things are going. Like if you're starting to, and after a while, you'll become so attuned with yourself that you can actually feel the energy changes in your body. Like you can feel you know, the, the negativity is starting to take over <laughs> the anxiousness, the fear that whatever it is for you, everybody has different triggers. So that's right. And it being in that awareness, this is the first thing I try and teach on my courses. The, it's the awareness, awareness of, yeah, it's huge. I, I do sort of awareness, acceptance, change. Cause if you're not, you can't change if you're not aware and you can't change if you're not accepting yeah. what's awareness going on. Is the first step. And it's huge. And it's noticing what your mind's doing, noticing what your body's doing. And like you say, if you if you practice these little things, just being present, being aware of what's going on, the sensations, the the emotions you're feeling, it, it's it's part. I'd say it's seventy five percent of the battle. You, you, you half, over half. Yeah, it helps you weather life's changes and something big comes your way because if you can't make it through a regular day, how are you going to make it through the death of your parents or your spouse? I mean, when my dad died, that was my catalyst for my spiritual transition. I mean, it just skyrocketed things. But, you know, a lot of times a baby, something like that is your catalyst. It's, it is, it, it, it is that... <laughs> I don't think I can preach it enough that that mindfulness part of every day yeah. is it's where I got lost. I wasn't living in now. Like I said before, I was living in tomorrow or the next week or two years later as my brain rushed off and I was living in a cardboard box by the end of my thought. It was like I was always like so many steps ahead. I was never dealing with what was in front of me. And it, you just yeah. get, you drown in it. It's just. Awful. Oh, yeah. So Yeah. That, that's are you, are you a journaler? Do you journal at all? Sometimes I'm pretty bad about it, but I try to. You know. See, I always ask people that. Yeah, I did the the Miracle Morning, I think, with Hal Hal Elrod, mm -hmm. I think. But I I was really consistent about journaling, and then I just kind of got out of the habit. But um, That's it. I, I try really hard into it, isn't it? If you've got to be kind of, if you're not, if it doesn't become a habit, then it's. it's it's not for you. I think, I think that's it. I think the journaling, it's one of them things where it sticks and it sticks for a long time or. It, yeah. A I do love to write. I've started writing a book. 
So, I mean, I've been trying to schedule time for that just about like, you know, exercise and getting out in nature. I also recommend unplugging because nature, I'm reading a book right now called Nature Fix for the second time. It's going to be, there's going to be a chapter dedicated to nature because it actually helps boost your mood. It has anti-anxiety, anti-sadness, like getting out in nature, even for short periods of time can help boost your mood. It helps to elevate the endorphins. It helps to elevate all the good feeling things. And unplug huh it's serotonin you get that from being out in nature all that good stuff nature is so good for you and it and to be honest with both we're both in countries that have amazing countrysides amazing bits of nature and especially this time when we're we're not allowed to do anything else really we are allowed to get out in nature and it's it's you know it it was the one thing the governments and when we were in this lockdown period you know really pushed was get out and exercise take 30 minutes a day get outside you know there's clearly, there's clearly something in it and, and people need to do it more but uh, yeah cool and so what would your i like i like this bit it's my favorite what would your question be to the to our next victim stroke guest stroke <laughs> okay i'm ready for this one if you could choose between a million dollars or going back in time to change something what would you pick <gasps> oh, that's cool you've, <laughs> oh, you've taken my favorite topic and a million dollars <laughs> i could choose a million dollars wow what would your answer be to that i'd take a million dollars i wouldn't change a thing of course yeah before you discuss that yeah of course yeah a million dollars yeah you could you could do a lot with a million dollars couldn't you and well what, think of the butterfly effect you know if you didn't go through that bad relationship you wouldn't be with your current person and then that moment and would never come around where you got offered the million dollars it could it could happen that the million dollar moment would never happen and oh my word it would all be a mess right. the timeline screwed up Take the million dollars. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, great. Oh, I can't wait to ask the next person that. And I know, let me think, I know who the next person is. So yeah, she'll, she'll really appreciate that. That's a good question. She'll like that. Oh, great. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Honestly, I've really enjoyed chatting to you. And I think we'll have to do this. Yeah, for sure. So, um, where, where can people get hold of you? So like Instagram and YouTube and things like that? Yep. I'm on Instagram at Jessica Cole Wellness. And my website is jessicolewellness.com and I'm on YouTube. I think that is still Jesse Cole Yoga, but if you search it, it'll pop up and go ahead and subscribe. A lady okay. trying to do the splits. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I I actually do have a yoga for splits, but I show people how to use a bolster because at that time, probably now I've gone back to needing a bolster because I was like, oh, forget about it. I'd, I'd need a chiropractor if I got halfway down. <laughs> right. Well, and a lot of the stuff that I have, it's like introductory, but I do Pilates too, because I love cheese and chocolate. So <laughs> I've always got to try and like work my midsection. <laughs> Gotta love cheese and chocolate. Again, it's the it's the only thing. There's certainly so many things left in life that you can't take away, and cheese and chocolate are two of them. Right. Well, and I think another misconception about yoga is you have to like give up all the good stuff. And I'm still a carnivore. Like I do eat healthier and I buy a lot more organic stuff because I realize the impact that processed foods has on your diet. But I have a sweet tooth and I eat so much cheese. Did you know that cheese has a morphine effect on your brain? It's like doing morphine. That's why people love cheese so much. That's why I get in a cheese coma at Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Explain it. That on the port. The port doesn't help. <laughs> I don't even remember where I learned that, but I was like, well, no wonder. <laughs> like morphine. Do you know, I love I love writing the show notes after this because there's so many fun things. Like and that one's that one's just going, yeah. Cheese comas. <laughs> <laughs>
Brilliant. But honestly, thank you so much for coming along. And uh, I just want to quickly say you can get to my website as normal, download my free ebook, Calm Mind, Worry Lessons, yeah. which is www.thewellbeingwiz.com forward slash Calm Mind. Free ebook. But thanks for tuning in. And thanks for coming, Jesse. Cheers. Thanks, Bevan. It was great. Step up to the